Welcome back to this glorious monstrosity that is my podcast, Brandly Rebranded. I said that wrong, but I'm going to leave it in anyways. Anywho, today I'm here with these two lovely gents again because they have nothing better to do, obviously. Besides be a part of my nonsense. I mean, I'm doing stuff while we're doing this. So so, <laughs> so am I, actually. I'm, I'm. But anyway. Yeah. Anywho. We don't have jobs. <clears throat> yeah, just, yeah. My stuff's more important. Anywho. Today we're going to talk about The Bad Guys, which mm-hmm. neither one of you watched. I've, I've seen part of it. Mr. Warren didn't finish watching it. And then I'm going to rant about Black Adam a little bit. Oh, so the bad guys uh, on IMDb, it has a 6.8, which that's pretty fair. Mm-hmm. For because yeah, it's fair. I would give it three slaps. Give me that microphone. Uh, anyone listening to this <laughs> should start taking note of Braden's movie review. He has this movie rating system. But really, it should be the three slap system. It's a game where Braden gives every movie three slaps. I so. do not give every <laughs> movie's every movie slightly above average. Yeah. So yeah, except three slaps is way above average because one slap out of five. is average. It's not three out of five. That's five. it's out of ten. It's, no, it's out of five. Yeah, five slaps, but there's five trash as well, so it's ten oh, total. Yeah, that's a good point. So, so you're giving every movie an eight out of ten. It's like fine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. If we go with that, I think it's one slap. There you go. Just from what it's I've seen, it's a little. I it's a little above thing. average. I watched. It was fine. Exactly. It was. How long is the trailer? That's how long. That's what I watched. Um, I watched. It was like three minutes long, though. I feel like I watched the whole movie, and that's you, a problem with trailers. You know how like movies doc, not movies dot com, but that thing on YouTube, that YouTube channel that like has like five minute clips of a movie, and it shows like ten different. There's ten different videos, so it's like one out of ten, two out of ten. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's a YouTube channel on YouTube that's like. I gotta find it here. The bad guys clips. Um, maybe it's Watch Mojo. No, it's just it's called Movie Clips. It's just called Movie Clips, and it just has like ten or fifteen different clips from a movie. That's what I watched. I didn't watch the movie. I'm sorry. But from what I saw, like it's fine. Like it's like a generic kids movie, right? Yeah. So, one one slap. It was fine. It was harmless. I would, if I had kids, I would feel safe leaving them with it. Since new information has been brought to light about my rating system that I didn't realize, even though I made it, <laughs> two slaps. I don't think it deserves a one. It's a two. You don't think it deserves above average? No, it deserves a two. Well above average. Yeah. Okay. There are some movies like this, though, where... So, like, you know Zootopia? Oh, no, bro. Well, I didn't... I'm not saying I really liked it. I'm just saying, like, something that I think Zootopia did that this movie doesn't, it, is a, you know, it established some 
lore and background and changed some things about the world that like you know like the predator prey thing okay like okay that's kind of a mature thing for a kids movie so it like established some things that like okay this is like what it would be like if animals were living more like people but then you have this movie where it's just it's animals and people and i don't i don't know like it's fine for a kids movie but like that's the difference between like a movie like zootopia which takes like their lore seriously and then a movie like this where they're not explaining why animals are with people and if animals are with people why are people eating animal food in the background of some scenes well i didn't notice that (laughs) i i don't know there there is certainly more thought there's a lot of thought that went into zootopia sure yeah i think um but does that make it a better movie no no no. i'm not saying it's a better movie i'm just saying like i was actually asking like I, i i don't even know like uh i do i do like i'm just looking at a clip right now and i feel like this trend started with uh Spider-Man, the animated Spider-Man, okay, the yeah. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. A lot of these animation studios are so like for the longest time they were all trying to like emulate Toy Story, you know. Mm-hmm. The uh trying to create like a realistic 3D environment. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to, you know, they're they're starting to get a little bit more stylized. I don't know if the the clips you watch, but like with the bad guys, they kind of they're doing this thing like if a character gets punched they show like a like the same like yeah, thing like, that you yeah, would show in like, like 2D book. animation yeah. yeah or like in the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse it looked like a comic book and I, I don't know I just kind of feel like a lot of animation studios are trying to emulate that more stylized look which I like yeah. so other than that I don't really know how much more I can contribute to this because I don't actually know what the story's about bad guys being good and uh, <clears throat> so Zoot- you said Zootopia. Right. Now, I like that movie. Mr. Warren had to step out. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, <clears throat> Zoot- I, okay, so like you're, Mr. Warren's going to laugh at my rating for this. Mm-hmm. I give it three slaps. For Zootopia? Yeah. So you give it eight out of ten. Yeah. Um, I don't think it deserves a two, and I don't think it deserves a four. I think two's fair because that's seven out of ten. I look at a movie like The Bad Guys, but there's this phenomena, and you noticed it on Cartoon Network before you noticed it in animation, because like a lot of people's first jobs out of college in the film and animation industry is in television, right? So like a lot of these guys who come out of schools like CalArts will go to Cartoon Network and they'll be a storyboard artist or they'll go to Hasbro and they'll be a storyboard artist for one of their many shows. And if you look at bad guys, I don't know if you... Have you heard of this uh, phenomenon mm-hmm. that's coming in animation? It's called Bean Mouth. Bean Mouth? Yeah, it looks so... Well, we can't show it on the podcast, obviously. Well, but it looks like well, this. We, we're not able to show it on it basically, it's like when people smile, their mouth forms a bean. Oh, yeah. I've noticed that a lot. And so it's like that I, I don't even really know the entire 
real life lore behind that. I just know that that's like a drawing style that I guess has come out of the California Institute for the Arts. It's called Cal, Cal Arts or something like that. And I hate it because <laughs> yeah. it, remi- it reminds me of Steven Universe and I hate Steven Universe. You do? You, I assume you like Steven Universe. <clears throat> I don't not like Steven Universe. I don't, but like, I don't Universe. like it. I don't like Steven. But I am definitely going to watch it again just for one fight scene, though. But that's like that's where it all started from, and it's just I don't know. I just think it's annoying, and I think it's just not a nice art style to look at. But yeah. that's that's my personal preference. Some people like it. Yeah, I can. I've no. I noticed that in this movie. There, I don't. I think. I just think their mouths look weird when they smile. Yeah, because it's bean mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that's the actual term. Look, yeah, the you actual can, name. You can look at here. I'm, I'm gonna Google it right now, and I'm gonna, gonna see what the Urban Dictionary, it. assuming <laughs> it's a, assuming it's appropriate definition is, bean mouth. Um, okay, and the first result is CalArts, and that's not what I got. CalArts is well, that's what I got. I got Know Your Meme, Place that's, Japan, yeah, Bean Mouth. Yeah, right under that, CalArts. Yeah, but that's not the first one. Cal, well, they're both Know Your Meme. CalArts oh, is okay. the name for the California Institute of Arts, an art school in California. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Backlash. The, Cal, the backlash to CalArts began spreading after the success of Adventure Time when many popular television shows like Steven Universe gumball gravity falls and more featured characters with similar faces featuring a bean-like and ovular mouth mm-hmm. started to pop up in animation hold on please excuse the interruption just to let you know justin will be here at 9 a.m this morning for sophomores and seniors we'll make an announcement when he's ready thank you fascinating so uh, it has also been called the thin line style. So, and if you look this up, Bean Art, Cal Arts, they show an image and it shows Dipper from Gravity Falls. It shows the guy from Steven Universe and it shows the cat from Gumball. Yeah. And they all have the exact same mouth. head design, mouth design. And then the only difference is, is they're colored in. Yeah. Right. And like, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to say that that's lazy because, like, obviously a lot goes into animation, and I don't think animators get enough credit as is. But, like, I do th- – I don't know. I do think it's, like, not as inspiring to look at as, like, some older animation, if you know what I mean. So, like, on social media um, – <laughs> I got to be – There's just a lot of memes surrounding uh, Bean Mouth. I, have you heard of, like, the Wojak? The Wojak? Soy face, that stuff. Wojak. Slow down. Wojak. Uh, also known as Feels Guy. Yeah. So a lot of people oh, put yeah. the Bean Mouth on that as, like, a joke. and mm, Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those memes. So, yeah. The Bad Guys is the latest 
in the bean mouth phenomena. And that's really all I got from it. What did you get from it? <clears throat> I, th- I thought it was a good family movie to a watch good f- with your kids and stuff. Good family movie. <clears throat> and sometimes that's all it needs to be. Yeah. Which, I don't have kids, but for all you people that listen that have kids and want to watch a movie with them, watch this movie with them. <clears throat> Mr. Warren. Yeah, I, I just, I actually have kids. Um, and uh, I Would you show them it. this movie? I didn't watch it, so I don't know. Here's the deal about kids' movies. Um, I have to pre-screen every kids' movie that I show my kids. Yeah, I would and too. so I don't show my kids a whole lot of movies. Um, one, we don't watch a whole lot of TV. But uh, there is so many kids' movies that have already been made that I've already seen that I don't bother watching new kids' movies. Like, mm-hmm. my daughter can watch Cinderella. She gets 30 minutes of television a day, max. And so it takes us three days to watch Cinderella. And by the time we finish it, she's ready for it again. Yeah. So, like, well, honestly, that's like you could discuss, like, are, are you – are we real? Do we really need to make kids' movies anymore? Um, like, like especially people are remaking kids' movies. Like, okay. kids are kids. There, there's a new group of kids that are watching these old movies, and I don't think they should be made just for the sake of them being made. There's this animator that I really like, or I used to like what she did. Her name was uh, Lauren Faust, and like one of the things she talked about was like you shouldn't just make a kids' movie. Or you shouldn't just make a kids TV show for the sake of like making a kids movie or TV show. That there seems like actually, what a lot of kids movies are. There should actually be like a good story behind it. And I look at a movie like The Bad Guys and I don't know. Like I don't think it would be like a timeless classic with future kids. But then you look at another more modern kids movie like How to Train Your Dragon. And that has a lot of replayability yeah. factor. Yes. I loved How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, like, we were, I think Encanto is a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Encanto is really good. Uh, or Moana. Moana yes, was good. Yes, those are both really good movies. But for every Encanto, for every Moana, you've got ten other. Madagascar. Yeah, okay, don't start you've got, you've got ten other. It was fine. Um, just cash grabs mm-hmm. and kids don't really need that there's so many kids movies that are good i don't need like my future kids being marketed to correct and yeah. how to train your dragon doesn't market to them yeah i there's i don't know this is like that's a political thing but like marketing to kids is weird in general oh for like, sure i turned on where was i at that's all nickelodeon is. oh i was watching uh, i was watching some youtube and the the ads run different if you're watching a kids mm-hmm. show on youtube and they're so loud and they're so bright and i'm just like this is insane like it's it's the uh there's that old ad for raisin bran crunch when they tried to it was funny honestly i think it was a good ad where uh, they had the kids eating raisin bran crunch and like they're like trying to make it popular because you know no kid has ever actually liked raisin bran crunch it's i like raisin bran cereal. crunch you're not a kid. Oh, but when I was a kid. Oh, okay. And it's now a, I hate it as an, an adult. So. It's an older person cereal, typically. And so they ran these commercials that had kids saying, Raisin Bran Crunch, buy me some, mom. And, like, it's just, like, on the nose and funny. And I, But that's, like, how kids' commercials are. They're just, like, they're not funny. I mean, like, they're just 
buy me some. Buy me this thing that I'll play with for five seconds and then throw away. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Commercials, I, don't, I mean, co- not to get into commercials, but commercials used to be, if you go on YouTube and watch, like, old commercials from the 2000s, they used to be funnier. Well, commercials now just suck and they're boring well and that goes back to the memorability thing and i don't just think it's an animation thing i think it's a modern day thing i from my childhood and maybe this points towards a more negative um development with kids who grew up during my childhood that we can remember commercials from 20 years ago but i remember like capri sun cheese it Goldfish, okay, okay, you, Geico, State Farm wanna, commercials from 20 years ago. I want to stop you there. Cheez-Its commercials. Right. Uh, I remember they, they like, redid the Cheez-Its commercial because the cheese wheel used to talk, right? Sure. You don't do that no more. Well, I'm, I'm going newest, back even further. It, well, I'm just going to rant about this commercial because it really annoys me. The newest Cheez-Its commercial is so just not necessary. It's that guy that right. always talks to the cheese wheel. Walks in and the cheese wheel is playing a video game. Right. And he literally, this is all he says in the whole commercial. Are you winning cheese? And the cheese wheel turns around in the chair and that's it. Yeah, see, that, and then it cheeses. That, that's it. But you remember it, don't you? Because I hate it. Okay, that's fair. I mean, there's, I'm just saying, like, there's, or like, and it might be because I grew up, but like SpongeBob, I I, I know people my age, myself included, <laughs> that can quote from the first three SpongeBob seasons, but like no one, the original SpongeBob slaps. Yeah, no one cares about like the new, but I don't know. I just think I, like things are generally not as good now there's less there's less good movies coming out there's less good tv shows coming out well prime example of that like you said spongebob the old the old spongebob slaps original creator he made it slaps so hard it's hilarious the newer sponge i watched a newer episode of spongebob just the other day i like didn't last five minutes until i turned the tv off because i actually did not like that at all the new one. Yeah. I don't like newer Spongebob. It's not funny like it was. It's just dumb. So what about Black Adam? <laughs> oh, yeah. So Black Adam, I would give that one slap. Hard one slap. I'm, I'm I'd not give it negative one. <clears throat> I'd give it trash, one trash. So four. I can see why. Four out of ten, maybe three out of ten. I just... Uh, I wouldn't watch it again. I just didn't like it. But it's slightly above average. I can see why people like it. I can't. I can, but I can also see why people don't like it because it was, I was very on the fence about this and I was thinking about it since last night. I didn't like it because it it was too predictable mm-hmm. for me. I predicted what was going to happen throughout the whole movie and it I didn't like it. But... uh. <clears throat> Mr. Warren isn't in here, but he hasn't seen it. He said he wanted to, but he hasn't. And, uh, like, I I get... Okay, so, like, you, that, that lady from uh, Suicide Squad. That mm-hmm. lady... Margot Robbie. Yeah, that. <clears throat> she was in this movie, so that got me thinking, is that 
does this have anything to do with that movie? I, I uh, yeah, it did. It did? Yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, it was a tie-in movie. And then they, like, put Black Adam in a, a container or something with juice or something mm-hmm. to, like, stop him. And <clears throat> second question is, dude is, like, 5,000 years old. So, and then, like, when he went back to his original... So, Black Adam, Mr. Ballinger, gave it two trash. Two trash, yes. I was, I was out of the room, uh, but uh, that's incredible. A, a movie with The Rock, um, with a character that it wasn't Rock his, is, is passionate about. It wasn't his fault. And no, it got... And it got uh, the first trash rating, I think, on from this, uh, on certainly for Mr. Ballinger, I think maybe the first trash rating on this podcast. I did watch a video about uh, like a, a review, I guess, on it, and it was like a I don't know where he dissected the movie, and I think it has a similar problem that like. Um, when we were talking about Thor, Love and Thunder, how it has, like, a weird tone. Like, they can't decide whether it's going to be funny or serious. Right. And then it ends up failing at both. And um, the guy talked about how Black Adam's supposed to be a hero and, like, the characters you're supposed to relate to, the mother and son, um, are, like, grounded in reality and, and morals. And the whole movie, they're like... Black Adam, you can't kill people, you're a hero, and then he's accidentally killing people, and it's supposed to come off for laughs, and you're like, no, the hero is killing people. Yeah, I didn't think it was funny. That's well, the they, thing. They, uh, but the pe- okay, the people he was, and that's another thing, is that there's no stakes to these movies. So, like, if you're going to have this moral conundrum where the hero's killing people, okay, you can't also at the same time make it apparent that the people he's killing are the bad guys. Like, you need to have, like, and this is disturbing, but you're, I mean, the, I'm not the one who, like, crafted this tone and marketing scheme. You are. Um, have him, like, actually morally question himself, like, oh, crud, I accidentally killed a not bad guy. Yeah, and, like... And then it's like, oh, okay, now he's, like, morally ambiguous and... You also can't have him be morally ambiguous if the editor of the movie while he's killing all of these people and that's what he's doing when he's punching regular humans through walls um or dropping them into traffic or whatever yes uh if you're playing acdc or led zeppelin over the top of it it's yeah now i'm not like oh hmm. yeah now i'm like all right let's go yeah and then except i wasn't because the action wasn't that good you can't in the next scene have them be like, you can't kill people. It's not right. It's like, no, you you played an electric guitar solo over the top of it. Yeah. You're telling me it's all right. Yeah. And and then at the end of the movie, spoiler alert. Are we doing spoilers? Yeah. I watched this thing, so not the movie, but this review. At the end, the mother and son side with Black Adam over the Justice uh, League or whatever. Justice yeah, which, Society. Justice Society. And which is totally out of character for them and the justice society's actually the good guys from what i understand yeah honestly they the movie it shouldn't have been black adam the movie should have been <laughs> called hawkman or justice society or something and it should have been more about them and black adam should have been 
the, the villain type villain, character. A villain. Yeah, because like, hero. who's the villain? These these there like no, there there's like generic generic soldiers and yeah. that can never do anything to him anyway. Like or an Egyptian. Honestly, the uh, not the, an Egyptian or whatever it was. Yeah, at a generic Egyptian demon god thing, and it's just it was laughably bad. The demon. Well, at the very end, he like I, they did something audio audio editing wise with his voice that just made it sound like not good at all. Like you remember War at Dawn when we deepened <laughs> when when we deepened Julian's voice and he's speaking that ancient language. Yeah, ours sounded better than what they were doing in Black Adam. Ours was and I'm not, funny, and I'm not even like being hyperbolic or joking, like. It was. It's to me. It sounded like really bad in Black Adam. Do you think it's like one of those deals where you're too deep in it, and so you can't back out? Yeah, I, do. I got into this yesterday when I was making posters for Braden, and I, <laughs> I was trying to add shapes in the background to make it not look like a plane. But once you add thing. the shapes, you got to keep going. And then I kept adding more shapes, and it kept getting worse. And I was like, well, I've already lost like. 15 minutes to this i gotta keep adding exactly. shapes and i feel i feel like there's got to be a name for that phenomenon like where you're too deep and it's like i can't back out maybe that's what was going on maybe. like like it was just like we're too deep in this movie you could just to like step back and start over like editing and so they ended up with this weird movie i mean they could have stopped at the script yeah, but once once you buy once you hire the, hire the rock, and pay all of this and film, you're like, what's well, too deep? We're too far in now. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's kind of honestly not even joking. That's the kind of the problem they ran into with the Batgirl movie, and it got to the point where it was so bad, evidently, that they just canceled the movie and have deleted all how, the how bad is that movie then i want to we'll, see it. we'll never know i want to see it because apparently they're only keeping one copy for like our their own archival purposes so someone someone's got to release well that. it's in the warner brothers vault somewhere. someone's got to really like we need we need a oceans 11 style heist i never want to see it and but the people deserve to see it how well maybe they deserve to see it because humanity's on a downturn anyway (laughs) so like it's punishment (laughs) but like if uh (laughs) if black adam got released and not only released they marketed it huge yeah Yeah. and they got to make up their money it was that bad how bad is batwoman and you know what it's the fact that they the previous because it's a new group at warner brothers now the fact that the previous heads of the DCEU basically forced Zack Schneider out, and I'm sorry, um, Man of Steel is way better than Black Adam. Yeah. Way better than Shazam. Way better than. I like. I like Shazam. I like. But it was for what it is. Yeah, it's just a fun. Exactly. And then. I kind of even feel like they were trying to do some stuff in Black Adam that emulated Zack Snyder, and it just just didn't work. Zack Snyder, I'm not even trying to like hype up Zack Snyder like he's the best direct director ever, but he's uh, he had like a better vision for the direction that DC could have gone. It was at least going in a different direction than Marvel was going, and now they're just trying to copy Marvel. 
it's it goes back to that tone thing. Like Zach Steiner has he had a consistent he said, tone. Yes, and whenever you get rid of him, and then it's like they're trying to do a Zack Snyder movie and also at the same time do a Deadpool movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like where you've got Superman killing Zod and it's like, ah, that's like a real... And now we go to Shawarma. <laughs> yes, and then we'll go to Shawarma. But like that that's a real thing and like you can tell Superman struggled with it like yeah. in that movie. I, I, man, I need to watch Man of Steel again. It was like, a good movie. A good movie. Um, and people made fun of it relentlessly oh. when it came out, like that neck snap thing and him crying afterwards. But I liked it because it too. grounded. You have you have Superman acting like Superman, but he's grounded in a more realistic reality mm-hmm. where, like, yeah, okay, in reality, Superman might have to actually make a hard decision like that. And I also think the basis for Batman v Superman being set in the fact that Superman didn't fly the dude outside of town mm-hmm. um, to fight him. Mm-hmm. I liked that too. I think yeah, Batman I did too. Superman was not a great movie, but I think it, it's not as good as man of steel, no. but I think it's better than people. If you, it, maybe not the base film, but the director's cut. I liked it because I like that Zack Snyder, had a vision and he was trying to realize it i think you could make a good movie out of that movie yeah 100 percent. i think there's probably some fan edit out there that's quite good and i think his justice league recut remake base it was basically a remake it's a four-hour movie yeah it's so long but i mean i like it for what it is too because it has it he had a vision and it's like rare that like a filmmaker realizes his vision without studio interference so i liked it should they start doing that with movies letting uh like a year after the movie releases letting the director releases release his movie yeah yeah totally i mean now that we have streaming services you could just put them side by side we watched a movie in history through hollywood 13 hours the secret soldiers of benghazi which is and the original movie. cut i think Braden said or someone said is like four hours long and it's like yeah i would like to see what the other hour and a, and a half of the movie is like they filmed it and i'm willing to watch it i mean sure release the theatrical cut and make it a two-hour movie and digestible for yeah, i agree general that audiences should the, that should be the default one sure like if you click on it on netflix or amazon prime that should be default but if there's a four-hour version i want to watch the four-hour yeah. version like they do with lord of the rings where they yeah. release the extended editions that are peter four jackson, hours long peter jackson had a vision now he was he had a vision and he was like realizing someone else's vision tolkien's vision but he still had it in his head it, like okay this is what and that's another example i guess of a studio letting a director do what they because Tol- uh, peter jackson fought like really hard for not secularizing and changing the tone and lore of lord of the rings because warner brothers didn't want as many christian themes that were in it in it and Peter Jackson fought like really hard to keep it in, and he was like, "No, we're not going to inject any of our own values into it because it's Tolkien's vision, and we're going to realize Tolkien's vision." You know. And and I actually think, as far as books turn to film, those are 
probably some of the most faithful. Mm-hmm. I think they're close, yeah. They're extremely good. Um, Ad Astra is another one, and it's up there, a f- filmmaker that was left alone by the studio to make a movie. And it wasn't a popular movie at all, Ad Astra. I think it bombed, but it's one of my favorites. And coincidentally, I think it's a Warner Brothers movie. All of these are Warner Brothers movie. I'm talking so much crap on Warner Brothers, and they end up... Okay, no, it's 20th Century Fox. Okay. I thought I would have to... (laughs) I thought I'd have to become a Warner Brothers stan. The Matrix, that's another... The Wachowskis were able to realize their vision. Do you not like The Matrix? Oh, I like... You gave me that face. Okay, you gave me that face. I was like, what? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tarantino was basically left alone to do what he wanted to do. Have you seen... uh, Have you seen... There is a fan edit of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that they cut out the murders. (laughs) And so it's just a... It's just people hanging out. Yeah, it's just a movie about a guy just chilling. Like, that might make a, it. That might make happy it. Film. That might make it better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah that just a happy funny. movie. Because yeah. I mean, the entire movie is basically just it's Brad Pitt hanging out. It's Leonardo DiCaprio getting over his acting woes, yeah. and it's Margot Robbie being happy that she was in a movie, and that's the movie. Except for the very end, where there's the Sharon Tate murders. I like the simplicity of that, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look at the board here and like think of like other movies where the director was left alone, but I can't really think of many. Have you watched very many fan edits of movies? Have I watched any? Like very many, like is it? Um, I watched uh, a fan edit of Star Wars. Episode 1, the Phantom edit, is mm. that what? Well, I've, yeah, well, I've seen that, and I'm... Um, there's another one that, like, and I don't think it really worked, but it's, like, the Clone Wars animated series, and then they, like, intercut episode three. Okay. So you're watching episode three, and then it cuts to something in the Clone Wars, and then it cuts back to episode three. I thought it was okay. Be cool, yeah. Um, there's a fan edit of... I'm looking up here... I, I just the I think it's it's the um, the Phantom edit where he goes through and he says, "Does this scene contribute directly forward the plot of the movie?" If the answer is no, he cuts it out, and the movie is like pretty short. You know, like it gets it shortens the movie a lot. I wonder. I I, I kind of think the Phantom Menace gets more hate than it deserves. I'm not saying it's even in the top five best Star Wars movies, but. If I'm looking here, changes, removal of dialogue. That's what a lot of it is. Removal of yippee from Anakin's dialogue. Oh, that's another thing it does. It takes all of the times, you know, (laughs) removal of yippee. You know, Anakin in that movie is supposed to be this, like, insane force user. Who's like, and then when he's in his uh, his, um, ship, he's like, why don't we try a barrel roll? And he just like lucks into everything. He's yeah. like, oh, and he's just pushing buttons and things happen. Um, they edit out all of the parts where he's like annoying, happy-go-lucky, and it makes him look like he's competent and like the force is is helping him do these things. I need to watch the Phantom. And it makes him again. and it makes him look like, oh, I understand why Qui Gon picked this kid. Like 
this he has foresight like the force is helping this kid it's not just like whoa yeah yippee i'm lucky i need to watch the phantom edit again but yeah i recently found out there's so at the very end of episode one the phantom menace and this is the last thing i'll say because i guess we're running out of time there's a there's like a clip or not a clip there's a scene where they're like in a parade do you remember that and the music that's playing during the parade is like happy and stuff and if you slow it down it's the emperor's theme from return of the jedi i didn't know that yeah huh so i mean some of the stuff in the phantom menace there was some foresight there's some cool stuff yeah there was some foresight and planning on george lucas's part like duel of the fates between qui-gon and um, Mm -hmm. yeah it's anakin it's anakin's fate yeah like and if, if the dark, dark side wins, won. then the dark side wins, and if Qui Gon wins, then the light side wins, and well, yep. And even though Darth Maul lost, the, the dark in the long run, yeah, you still be Qui Gon. What a good show, huh? We're out of time. Tune in next week for more greatness. <laughs>